this is Terry Beatley, your host of What If We've Been Wrong? I'm shining light into some dark places so that beauty, goodness, and truth defeat the schemes of the enemy. It's true, people are perishing for lack of knowledge, and we're instructed to have nothing to do with the evil deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. That's what I do on What If We've Been Wrong? Rethink, explore, and uncover some hidden truths so that more people can experience an abundant life and the joy of being set free from the shackles that hold us in prison. Welcome to What If We've Been Wrong. All right, I appreciate you joining me on What If We've Been Wrong? Shining light in dark places. And the dark place that I'm going to be shining light in today is on life of the flesh is in the blood. That's right. Life of the flesh is in the blood. Have you ever noticed how many sick people there are? You know, if you just look at the United States, it seems like everywhere you turn, somebody has something going on and it just doesn't seem like that's the way it's supposed to be. But if the truth is that life of the flesh is in the blood, well, perhaps we need to find out what is it that our blood needs? What if we, due to toxins, you know, by the way, America, um, the chemical companies have, have invented over 86,000 uh, chemicals since 1930, 86,000 chemicals. Some of those chemicals are in our bloodstream. Uh, and then we're, then we're battle with things like mold and all sorts of different things. And we have Lyme disease and, and the list goes on and on and on and herpes virus. And, and what if we could actually find out, well, what is going on in our blood? And what if there was a solution? What if we could actually restore the, uh, the, the body's ability to use the oxygen, use the water so that we can eliminate the waste so that our bodies, and I'm talking all the way down to the mitochondria level, our bodies are much more healthy so that they can function better. Well, my guest today is Bill Downs, and Bill Downs is the founder and the CEO of Victory Nutrition International. So going forward, I'm just going to refer to the company as VNI, Victory Nutrition International. He is a nutritional biochemist. He's been published, uh, you know, more, you know, about a hundred different times in uh, peer-reviewed cited publications. Bill, welcome to What If We've Been Wrong? Shining Light in Dark Places. Well, thank you. That's, that was a great introduction and you actually don't need me anymore. I think you covered all the No, I did. <laughs> no, that's just a tip of the iceberg. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bill, the, the challenge on this interview is you are filled with so much information and you're a fantastic teacher. So, in preparation, you know, I'm trying to, I was thinking through it's like, okay, what do we want to cover today? So, in this first segment, let's just cover some of the basics. How is it possible, Bill, that the red, you know, if it's true, which we know it is, that life of the flesh is in the blood. And if you can find out what's going on with the blood and, and make adjustments to it, you will see improved health. Walk us through some of the basics that every single person on this earth needs to know about red blood cells and oxygen and what happens to the hemoglobin, you know, if you're too toxic. You know, you hit the nail on the head with the basics. So let's get to the very basics. You're made of four things. You're made of air, water, sunshine, and food. 
That's it. Nothing else. The quality of those resources and your ability to efficiently and effectively use them determine the quality of your health. Um, it, it just sounds so ridiculously simple, and it really is. I mean, the science, the complexities of the human body, you know, the, 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 the two scriptures I love the most, Leviticus 17:11 that you've already quoted, the life of the flesh is in the blood. By the way, Leviticus 17:14 says, it's life, it's blood sustains its life. And the other one is, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So with that as a backdrop, we need to know that the importance of the substance can be evaluated by how long you live without it. And that means air wins hands down. You know, you can live without water for a while. You can certainly live without sunshine for a while. And you can live without food for quite a long time. But try and live without air for any extended period of time and things are going to change unfavorably very rapidly so all and 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 the translation and the implication of that or the indication of that is that all the systems of the body are designed genetically designed to be supported by and to optimize the efficient effective use of all the components of air uh, uh, oxygen, hydrogen, and nitrogen are the most abundant components of air. And in this case, we're going to talk about oxygen because, you know, we've heard about oxygen-free radicals, <clears throat> uh, inflammation, infections, <clears throat> um, and so many other problems that when we go to the doctor require medications. And by the way, I do need to qualify this. We do not absolutely diagnose, treat, cure, prevent disease. We don't have our eyes focusing on disease. That's the wrong hallway. We want to focus on nourishing God's handiwork with air, water, sunshine, and good, healthy food to give the body the building materials and the ability to use those materials to create the ideal biological environment in our bodies because that is what optimal health is. Optimal health is nothing more than the body's ability to create and maintain the ideal biological environment for all the metabolic functions that transact in the body every moment. It's mm-hmm. just astonishing. So I've, so, got, I've got a question. What, what happens to make your body not have the ideal biological environment? What, what, what different factors play a part two, in there? Two primary uh, categories. One is not enough of the essential resources and natural resources needed to make you competently. And two, too much of the toxic uh, burden, load, insult that overburdens the body's ability to function. And when you put those two things together, as we do in our culture, right. That's a formula for disaster, as you just mentioned, all the different chemicals since the 1930s. You know, it's interesting and <clears throat> that if you look at television these days, you know, there was for, for a long time, there were class action uh, suit ads on TV about mesothelioma, the exposure to asbestos and mesothelioma type cancer. Now we're starting to see those displaced by the um, Roundup. If you had lymphoma and you use Roundup, give us a call. The attorney 
you know, the attorney practices are starting to blitz the TV, the airwaves with ads for class action suits. You know, the first lawsuit um, for one guy that was a groundskeeper was awarded $289 million. And that was <laughs> that was the, the big lure for everybody to jump on the bandwagon and go after Monsanto, which is owned by Bayer. Right. So, you know, and that's just one, that's an herbicide. That's just one ingredient. And that's the glyphosate. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so now we're looking at soils that are nutrient depleted and, and we're using chemical fertilizers. We're not using natural fertilizers anymore. Right. And we're looking at growth enhancers. Where do you think miracle Grow came from? Out of that, out of that business of trying to make a botanical you know the objective of the food processing industry is not your health it's it's financial viability it's to make food uh, bigger look better look better and last longer so that it's more commercially viable and can handle being picked early and shipped over long distances across country etc from other countries so that it has a longer commercial shelf life and can generate a greater return on investment for merchants uh, and give them a little more safety room. And, and, and you've got, in addition to that, you know, in addition to the, to the herbicides, the pesticides, the fungicides, the bactericides, the uh, genetic modification, the gassing, the irradiation, um, the coloring agents, you know, almost all the oranges that are picked out of Florida and California are picked green and they're spray painted orange. I, so, I did not know that until I started reading through some of your literature, and right. I, I had no clue about that. So so bottom line, we're just being flooded with toxins and then low nutrition. So when I think of, you know, a mom who feeds her kids, say, fruit loops in the morning for their, quote, nutrition, you know, so it's food-colored, low-nutrition cereal— and then they're eating Doritos at lunchtime, and then then they get exposed to whatever mold and chemicals throughout the day. I mean, it's just it's a recipe for disaster, right? Yeah, and electromagnetic fields who are just starting to appreciate the yeah. the terrible disruptive nature that those frequencies have on the the bioenergetic properties of cells and how they change. I mean, there was I I remember. There was a researcher up at MIT a bunch of years ago that was commissioned, and I won't mention the company that commissioned it, but he was commissioned to do a study on whether cell phones uh, would induce brain cancer because people are holding the cell phones to their ears all the time. Um, he killed the study halfway through the study. He, he stopped all of his students who were working on the project from using cell phones, and they never completed the study because of the preliminary findings was that it was Im imprinting a radioactive uh, imprint in the brain. You could see where the phone was being held all the time. Oh, my gosh. And he killed that study. So I, I myself use a wired. I don't use Bluetooth on my cell phone. I use a wired earpiece. So, um, and I try not to, that's why I tell people don't call me on my cell phone. Call me on my landline. And I will forward it to myself when I'm traveling and use it as little as possible. So, you know, we're eating fake food the, the, and we're eating fake food that's toxic. And if you go into a restaurant that's serviced by these 
commercial food service companies that have prepackaged foods, they've got uh, coloring agents and, you know, artificial colors and artificial flavors, flavor enhancers. They've got preservatives loaded in there. Right. In addition to what I just went through on how the products are produced, and that doesn't even include the refined processing of the prepackaged, frozen and canned and bottled uh, products that we open up for a convenient, quick, easy meal. And that right. doesn't even include the fast food outlets. All right. So now let's shift over to the red blood cell. What's happening when, you know, this goes on year after year after year. Take us down, because I'm telling you, all you listeners out there, my friends who are listening, this affected my family. It's not so much I was purposely feeding my family bad food. For us, it was the toxins that we got exposed to. And so, Bill, what, what happens at the red blood cell level when you've got this huge toxic load in the kidneys and other places? Well, the um, again, uh, not enough nutrients and too much of a toxic insult. What happens is the cell, the red blood cell membrane um, begins to deteriorate and break apart. And something called hemolysis, hemolysis, hemolysis begins to happen. Your red blood cells break down. And if they don't break down, they give up hemoglobin. And, and this is a bit more technical. I'll try and make it as simple as possible. So I said earlier that optimal health is the body's ability to create and maintain the ideal biological environment. And one of the properties of an ideal biological environment in the blood is a pH of 7.4. If the pH of your blood moves more than three-tenths of a point in either direction, if it goes below 7.1 or above 7.7, if you're not dead, you're wishing you were mm -hmm. because you're extremely miserable. Um, 7.4 is that sweet spot, that ideal um, uh, condition that enables the body to have optimal functioning of your red blood cells, your white blood cells, and all the other factors in the blood That's and, and have the blood flow at the speed that it's supposed to. And most people have no idea how fast your blood is supposed to circulate through your body. You've got one and a half gallons of blood, give or take, depending on body size, and it's flowing through an elaborate network of blood vessels approximately, and this is a conservative minimum, 60,000 miles in length, end to end. It's, it's just amazing. And that's 60,000 miles. I yep. mean, you listeners, take that in, 60,000 miles. Two and a half times around the earth. Wow. And it makes one complete revolution from your head to your toe back to your head when you're healthy, and only when you're healthy, every 20 to 60 seconds. Mm. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. So when, when you don't have the resources necessary for the blood to function the way that it's supposed to and maintain that pH, the body goes to extreme lengths to compensate for other deficiencies. As an example, um, little biochemistry or basic biological chemistry, we are a carbon-based species. Carbon's the, the C, capital mm -hmm. C. We're breathing air and water, or we're breathing air, we're drinking water, the two most important resources for life. So what happens when you breathe air is the oxygen complexes with carbon and it creates carbon dioxide, CO2. In this case, 
CO2 acts as an acid. And then this, the CO2, because the definition of alkalinity is the concentration of OH, of oxygen and hydrogen molecules called hydroxyls. And when your blood is flowing through your, your body in the kidney tubule, the OH is put on to CO2 to create bicarbonate and taken off of bicarbonate to create CO2. Just like you're walking a straight line and you're alternating left leg, right leg, left leg, right leg, the body does an OH on to CO2 and an OH off of bicarbonate, just like you're walking uh, maybe a thousand times a second, OH on, OH off, OH on, OH off, to keep your pH in your plasma that's the, the fluids outside the cells at 7.4. However, inside the cells, and I call that, by the way, the paradigm of duality. Two legs alternating left and right. Two properties, CO2 and bicarbonate, alternating with OH on, OH off to keep your plasma at 7.4. Inside the cells, you have two compartments. I call it the checking account of alkaline buffers and the savings account of alkaline buffers. And you only go into the savings account when times when the checking account is really, really low or empty. So in the checking account of alkaline buffers are made up primarily of your electrolytes, your minerals. And they have they also have acid buffers. You have minerals that do acid buffering as well. But the alkaline buffer is what we want to be concerned with right now. Uh, so as your body is using these minerals to maintain an alkaline pH, because remember, the alkaline pH is the only pH in which you can effectively use oxygen. So it can be aerobic metabolism is an alkaline pH, is an oxygen-using environment. So we want to optimize the ability to use oxygen. An acid pH is the absence of oxygen. That's the difference between acid and alkaline. Alkaline is the presence and usability of oxygen. Acid is the absence of oxygen. It's actually the presence of hydrogen. So the blood's going through your, your, your circulatory system at that speed, and inside the cells, you're using your electrolytes to maintain the ideal pH. And when your electrolytes, your minerals, are getting low, your body starts robbing Peter to pay Paul. It steals minerals from first your saliva. If your saliva goes acid, you don't die. But you do get dry mouth. And then it goes into the soft tissues, like your muscles. And that's what causes the cramps, the twitches, Charlie horses, restless legs, um, cramps, you know, all these things of arrhythmias, palpitations, AFib, uh, or general impairment and electrical impairment. Impulses are due to the fact that you're too um, acid. You're too anaerobic without oxygen, otherwise known as hypoxic. And your your body has to do something to compensate for that because you're cannibalizing your tissues by bankrupting your minerals. All right. So and, let let me just interject here. So you're saying that you know people have like restless leg syndrome. Um, inflammation would that be one inflammation all inflammation is anaerobic without oxygen and all inflammation is characterized by broken metabolism resulting in undigested proteins okay all right and and with that we're going to be coming back in just a minute I don't want anybody go anywhere Uh, Bill Downs is a fountain of information and he's able to teach this in a way that 
we can learn this. So uh, don't turn your dial. We will be right back. The Out Loud Perspective awaits you in life, love, politics, a healthy lifestyle, your faith, personal development, and living an out loud life on AmericaOutloud.com. Blitz your news and entertainment network where you can listen 24-7 on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. What if we've been wrong? And I am shining light in dark places with Bill Downs. Bill Downs is a uh, nutritional biochemist. And like I said in the first segment, he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. And uh, Bill, what I want to get to is, so so you've been describing this breakdown in our bodies and what happens when we don't have enough oxygen and we're too, and, and we're low in oxygen, low in nutrients, and um, and we're, we have too much of a toxic load, and so our bodies will naturally begin to rob from like soft tissue, uh, which could lead like to restless leg syndrome. And you're explaining the inflammation. Continue where we left off because I want to get to how do we ultimately end up in the state of what's called rouleau, where our red blood cells are all stuck together. If you were to look at them under a microscope, which is exactly what every single member in my family did, and we were shocked at what we saw. How what happens that leads to rouleau? Okay, well, let me give some clarity to uh, information mm-hmm. first. It's not that we don't have enough oxygen. It's that we can't use the oxygen that we're breathing effectively. Mm-hmm. So that's a really big problem. That means that the oxygen that you're breathing, if you can't use it effectively, it does things and damages tissues it's not supposed to because you don't have the intracellular machinery, the, the organelles inside your cells to properly use and manage that oxygen so oxygen does what it's supposed to do it burns and it burns stuff that it shouldn't oughta and it damages dna and cell membranes and lipids and cross-links proteins because you've lost control of your ability to use oxygen so again the checking account of alkaline buffers are your minerals And when you're running low, that's what causes the cramps, the twitches, the charley horses, the restless legs, the neurological uh, impairment, cog, you know, foggy brain, all that kind of stuff. Then, in an effort to keep you alive, your body dives into the savings account of alkaline buffers. And the savings account of alkaline buffers is an amino acid called histidine. And histidine is the primary component of heme protein, which makes up hemoglobin. Heme is your iron-bound protein. So in order to get to the histidine, your body's got to cut away, your cells have to cut away the iron and send it someplace else. And they send it into the liver. And remember how fast your blood's traveling through your body now. Mm -hmm. And and of course, if your blood's getting thick because you can't use water, it's going nowhere near that fast. It could take you know, 20 minutes to an hour, or it might not even get through one revolution in the body because it's so thick, it's mud. And, and, and the iron is sent to the liver and stored in the liver, and then it also is stored in the lymph tissue, in your GI tract, in your spleen, in your bone marrow, 
you start to build up iron, and that leads to a condition called hemochromatosis, iron overload anemia, which is a real head scratcher for most of medicine. And, and this is what's causing it. Your system is too anaerobic. You can't effectively and efficiently use oxygen and water. So you can't use the nutrients. So the way that looks is as the iron is being robbed from the red blood cell, and by the way, a doctor would look at that and say, oh, you're, you're anemic, your hemoglobin levels are dropping, your iron levels are dropping, your ferritin, you know, it's your ferritin levels are dropping, but you're not hemorrhaging. If you're hemorrhaging, that explains it. You need to get, take iron supplements because you've lost so much blood. But if you're not hemorrhaging, the iron is still in there. It's just not in the red blood cell. So what we, what we need to do is find ways to, and by the way, before I go there, um, what I, and I've published on this recently in PubMed, you can go and look at my name in PubMed Downs space B, and the very first paper that pops up is our most recent uh, scientific paper on this phenomenon, um, and, and they do uh, reference in the title that it has to do with anemic how the VMP35, which is protovite, helps to restore hemoglobin in red blood cells uh, and provides cytoprotection or cellular protection against anemia. And again, we don't diagnose, treat, cure, prevent disease. Um, medical community has to give it a, a medical name. We're simply trying to restore uh, iron to red blood cells, and there's no iron in the protovite. So we're seeing that iron deficiency anemia is not really caused by an iron deficiency, it's caused by a deficiency in alkaline buffering capabilities. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened with my daughter. I mean, because she was, quote, low in iron, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. I couldn't figure out why. It made no sense to me. Uh, and, but now we know, and, and now, you know, because she got the proper nutrition and restored what that negative charge back to the red blood cell, you're going to be getting into all that, but we, but she's fixed. She's not low iron. <laughs> so, so what is the fix? How do we re, you know, return that hemoglobin back to the red blood cell? Well, considering the fact that, um, the number one health malady in our culture is digestive problems. And all the stuff that we said in the first segment is the reason why digestive systems are not functioning the way they're supposed to. Your digestive system is the first most important step of human metabolism. It's an amazing system that has to be able to tell the difference between you and not you, not you being food. It has to be able to tell the difference between good not you and bad not you. It's got to be able to convert good not you into you get rid of the waste of that conversion process, protect you from and eliminate the bad not you, all in the process of trying to create the ideal you. Right. It's, that's why 70 to 80% of your immune system tissue is in your digestive tract because essentially it's an external organ on the inside of your body because it's open at both ends. So when people are eating the food that we talked about earlier, even trying to eat as healthy as they can, sometimes the ability to disintegrate, dissolve, and convert not you into you just doesn't happen the way it should. And we get proteins that putrefy and fats that go rancid and carbs that ferment. We're too anaerobic. We, f we get yeast and worms and mold and bad bacteria, infections, inflammation, and, uh, and, and the GI tract, the intestinal lining, uh, can become lacerated. It can become infected. You can 
develop uh, irritable bowel syndrome and different inflammatory bowel disorders. Eliminating attachment sites for probiotics, it reduces the microbiome, all the healthy bacteria that are supposed to be down there. Mm-hmm. And and so what, what we did, Steve Kushner and I, is, and I looked at, you know, God's handiwork, and I said, you know, I want to try and mimic how the body um, functions. Uh, first thing is we have to try and mimic the properties of the blood. And the way we did that was we we took reverse sterile reverse osmosis water and we ran it at about 20,000 RPMs in a vortex. And that what that did is that, that engineers structured water. And it takes a chaotic forest of water molecules and it lines them up in nice, neat little rows. And that reduces surface tension. Surface tension of regular water Tap water, bottled water is somewhere between 50 and 70 dynes. D-Y-N-E-S is how they spell that. That's a measure of surface tension. Body fluid is somewhere between 20 and 30 to 33 dynes. So we need to reduce surface tension to create biological compatibility, body friendliness. So we do this in this high vortex, which automatically lowers the surface tension. And then we take phospholipids, which make up all the cell membranes and intracellular organelle membranes or walls in all the soft tissue cells of the body are called the phospholipid bilayer. They're made of phospholipids. And we take those phospholipids and we impregnate and saturate them with free ions to mimic the red blood cell. You mentioned earlier that the restoring the negative charge. Well, the negative charge gets restored automatically when you restore all the properties, you know, install all the intracellular machinery of the cell, then you automatically restore the correct polarity, the correct charge, a negative charge. And the cells stay separated. They don't clump together, which is called rouleau or cell aggregation or agglomeration. So what we do is we, we, we take these phospholipids and, and impregnate and saturate them with free ions, and then we introduce them into this dynamic vortex. And then we take the ingredients in the product. We have Protovite called a VMP35. We take these ingredients and we mechanically pre-digest them through an advanced wet milling process. It's called a high shear tri-blender jet compression particle processing. But it's essentially just a really fancy high performance wet milling that mills all the ingredients, all the active ingredients down into a nano emulsion. And we introduce that into this dynamic vortex. And the simple process, it just took me about two minutes to mention, takes two days to make. And it's a 21 phase or 21 step engineering process. Very elaborate, very complex. And at the end of that process, when we're getting ready to do stability testing, the product is allowed to stand at room temperature. We don't use any heat in making the product. But after several hours, All by itself, it heats up to 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, otherwise known as body temperature, and stops. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, is that unheard of in this field? I mean, has that ever occurred before? No. Okay, it heats up to be 90. Yeah, I don't know any consumable liquid on planet Earth that all by itself heats up to 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. That's amazing. I bet that really like flipped out the um, the the producer or the yeah the production the production yeah, the production, chemist, <laughs> the production chemist it blew his mind. He 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 called Steve Kushner and he's he's like hemming and like uh 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 something weirds going on here uh 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 
Right. And and Steve got me on the phone, and we didn't know it was going to do that. Again, all I wanted to do was try and mimic right. the way the body worked, and our protosome technology with these phospholipids mimics a red blood cell, and and because it's a complex, multi-layered, um, um, you know, diverse um, molecule, molecular structure, architecture. And the velocity created properties that we just didn't expect to happen. To this right. day, we don't really know why it heated up to 98.6. That's amazing. Now, what it, to give people a better appreciation for this, um, check out the website, uh, VNI, like for Victory Nutrition International, vni.life forward slash your blood cells, C-E-L-L-S. So, vni.life forward slash your blood cells look at the video it's a fascinating video uh that, that covers some of what bill's gone over but it also shows you an example like the protosomal technology and then from there you know that can lead you to some other videos but you know so i just say bill we have to reclaim our health we've been so dumbed down you know we by taking years and years of antibiotics which destroy the gut lining destroys the gut flora you know we go to the doctor and we just you know we we just do what the doctor says to do well i did that for a number of years thinking that the doctor was doing the best that he could and not understanding that he doesn't have all the information. So once we began to reclaim our health, we began to get answers. Answer Because I am a who, what, where, when, why kind of person. You know, if somebody says, oh, well, you've got fibromyalgia. Well, I want to say, you know, well, how did that happen? How right. did my daughter get sick? Why did this happen? What is the solution? And I'm not talking about a chemical solution either. What's the solution for getting her better? You know, how did I develop rheumatoid arthritis when I was perfectly healthy at 48 years old? How did I get screeching off the charts rheumatoid arthritis symptoms that the doctor told me if I hadn't come in and gotten put on methotrexate and Embrel, I would have been in a, in a wheelchair within four months. And what and so I want to know how did that happen, and so I'm I'm finding the more people I talk to, a lot of people just they, they it's almost like we're so dumbed down they just um that they they acquiesce to the label. I w I never acquiesce to the rheumatoid arthritis label, and I know you're not in the business of healing diseases and treating diseases and all that disclosure. But we've just, we've got to get back to understanding if, if our bodies inside, our little red blood cells are trying to move around and the equivalent of having a pillow stuffed over our red blood cells heads, if you will, maybe that's a bad example, but our bodies are starving for oxygen. No wonder we have all these diseases, Bill. Yeah. You know, let me, uh, address, um, autoimmune disease for a moment. You know, before I do that, let me address another issue. So you've heard me talk about acid and alkaline, and there is a massive movement in the natural health uh, communities to get us, you know, we. it's recognized that chronic disease is rooted in uh, a, a greater acid burden. Um, you can't go acid, because if your blood went acid, you die. You, you just you wouldn't live. But increased acid burden and inability to maintain the ideal alkaline pH 
uh, is where problems start. And so that thinking from a logical standpoint then says, let's get you alkaline by making you drink alkaline water and take alkaline supplements and doing alkalizing foods. And it's a logical next step, except that it's not biologically feasible. And there's a reason why. And the reason is because um, the body wants to maintain the ideal biological environment. So if somebody's drinking, a, you remember you have one and a half gallons of blood in your body. If somebody's drinking a gallon of water every day that's got nine, a, a pH of 9.5, the body has to produce a pH of 5.3 to counter 9.5 to keep it at 7.4 in the blood. Mm-hmm. Now, that dynamic has to do with how much water you drink and what the pH of the water is, etc., but there is a compensatory counter, um, you know, counteractivity to maintain that sweet spot, as close to that sweet spot as possible. So what happens is you put more stress, duress, distress on the organs, on the tissues of the body when you give them high alkaline product. Yes, it does alkalize temporarily. There's a doctor in Italy that gives people baking soda, injects baking soda water oh. into the blood of, of cancer patients to try and get it alkaline. But yeah, but it does work temporarily. The problem is that the body has to go back and create that ideal sweet spot and it's got to produce acid. Well, the acid that it produces in the blood is carbon dioxide. And that's why in many people you see high CO2 levels. That's, you know, blood gas. Any nurses out there are used to seeing a high CO2 blood gas. And, 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 and to that point, I need to make a really emphatic point is, in my opinion, the vast majority of doctors are well-intentioned, are using the tools with which they've been trained and equipped to try and relieve suffering. That is, those, those are the marching orders to relieve suffering. Their marching orders are not to eradicate disease, but to relieve suffering. And the tools that they are given, they use to reduce symptoms that cause the suffering. So there are, you know, there's a growing, dramatically growing community of healthcare physicians, you know, we'll say medical doctors, um, um, doctors of osteopathy, even chiropractors that are embracing what's called integrative therapy that are using natural products. The only problem is they're, they're perceiving that through the filter. It's called a reductionist filter of single thing, doing a single thing to achieve a single thing. And what we're doing is we want the orchestra of nutrition to go into the body and play the symphony of biology the way God designed it. Well, and that's a great way to transition right there. Don't go anywhere, my friends. We're, we're going to be back with Bill. We're going to be talking about the diabetic foot ulcer. That was the size of nearly a silver dollar that had rotted through a woman's foot, the, the infection. And what happened to get that cleared up in a very short period of time, even though the doctors had recommended amputating her foot. Um, Getting back to basics with Bill Downs, we will be right back. I'm going to ask you to go to 
thewoundedblue.org. That's www.thewoundedblue.org. That is the website for the organization that is the National Association for Injured and Disabled Police Officers. It is a support organization for these men and women who have given so much in the line of duty. We desperately need your help to raise money to uh, get this movement going. And uh, if you are a GoFundMe-er, go to GoFundMe, look up The Wounded Blue, and you can give there as well. But check it out, please, and also check out our film, The Wounded Blue, on Amazon.com. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. All right, we're back with Bill Downs, and uh, we're talking about Victory Nutrition International, and quite frankly, just getting back to basics, restoring um, nutrition, how nutrition should be, how God intended uh, nutrition to come into our cells. We are uh, fearfully, wonderfully made. Life of the flesh is in the blood, and I'm interviewing Bill Downs. And uh, Bill, I know you wanted to you wanted to give a disclaimer because you're not in the business of per se healing diseases, treating, diagnosing diseases. Give us a little disclosure here. Okay. Yeah, we do not diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Simply, we want to nourish the body's ability to fulfill its genetic program. The body is genetically pre-programmed to know what to do with the resources that it gets to to enable it to achieve optimal health, which is creating and maintaining the ideal biological environment. And while that does mean reversing trends towards ill health, we're just giving the body the resources and the innate wisdom of the body takes care of the rest. Right. Okay, so let, let's talk about then Protovite. You have so many good products. Uh, I want to talk first about Protovite. We'll, we'll see if we have time to go into something else. So Protovite is this liquid nutrition. You already told us a little bit about it. Uh, the uh, interest, It's intracellular, right? Walk us through why that's so important and maybe highlight a couple of the ingredients in it and why those ingredients are so key to optimum health. Uh, okay. Well, uh, there's a, we, Steve Cushion and I were spending, we spent eight months researching the ingredients in the formula and it's, it's about maybe 95% botanicals, you know, plant-based, uh, phytonutrients and phytochemicals and about 5% vitamins and minerals. So it, it can be called a dietary supplement, a vitamin, mineral and phytonutrient supplement. Um, the, the, uh, the, some of the botanicals, for example, I have one ingredient in there called Biallo, which is, um, it, I looked at about 10 different aloe suppliers, the best ones that were touted as being the best. And the Biallo product was about 10 times higher in asamanin than the next closest aloe. And asamanin is the 
uh, saccharide glyconutrient complex that offers all of these valuable saccharides that help the immune system, the endocrine system, the digestive system, your muscle system. Uh, you know, these sugars are crucial for forming the correct three-dimensional structure of sugar proteins called glycoproteins, like red blood cells, like muscle tissue, um, like white blood cells, like antioxidants in the body, like superoxide dismutase is the fifth most abundant protein in the body is an enzyme that protects you from oxygen-free radicals called superoxide dismutase, SOD. And, and they're all glyconutrients. Um, so the, the protovite is rich with these ingredients that have all these components and Biolo, they, they did a, a study uh, two years ago, the end of uh, not last year, the year before that, the end of the year before that, where they gave Biolo to Alzheimer's patients mm -hmm. and found that it induced a significant improvement in cognition, in, in, in memory. Um, it was an astonishing. You can go look it up in PubMed. Right. And, you know, that's an expensive ingredient. That's a really expensive ingredient. Another ingredient was prolignin which is, comes from a pine cone extract. That, that product has 14 patents and about uh, well over 20 studies on that ingredient, over 30 studies on pine cone itself. And it's just an amazing source of more of these saccharides and beneficial effects on promoting uh, immune system on it's called dendritic cell are the cells that recognize foreign invaders. And it, 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 dramatically improved dendritic cell activity in 10 days. It was astonishing. Wow. I mean, astragalus, which in, increases what are called telomeres. Um, and, and these are all water, water extracts. We don't use any chemical solvents. So there's no solvent residues and they're one-to-one -one water extracts. Uh, so we're, we're getting an extremely potent concentrated extract. It takes a lot longer and they're a lot more expensive but I was in the ingredient business 24 years. So when, when somebody takes this product, and of course you need to hold it in your mouth a minimum of 30 seconds and swish it around, it's getting directly into the bloodstream and providing profound restorative, you know, restores cellular function, metabolism, the ability to use oxygen and water for cells to make energy, manage energy, and eliminate waste the way they're supposed to. Right. And miraculous type things happen. You had mentioned the lady with a foot ulcer. Well, again, we don't diagnose, treat, care, prevent disease, but her body was not ready to go. So it wanted to heal and amazing things happened. In three weeks, her diabetic foot ulcer was gone. Um, and that was because her body got nutrition that it wasn't able to absorb and utilize before. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you have doctors listening to this, I strongly recommend uh, going to PubMed and looking at the Protovite's clinical study. It, it's not double-blind placebo. It's a controlled one-way crossover uh, study, um, it, and, and they'll be um, really amazed at the result. And we just are uh, finishing up a chapter in a book that's been accepted for publication uh, it's, uh, in an uh, uh, academic press a technical book and also another one in uh, um, Elsevier, uh, which is um, um, Taylor Francis. Okay. 
Now, I want to pivot over to enzymes, the, the role of enzymes. And um, you have something called Enzorb. My whole family, I think we take two packs per night. And uh, w walk us through the role of enzymes. Why are they so critical? Okay, so um, when you eat food and it goes in your stomach, here's what's supposed to happen. You have three compartments in your stomach. You have the cardiac region of the stomach, which is up close to the heart. You have the fundic region, which is right below the cardiac region. And then over, if you're looking down at your stomach and you move your right hand to the right, <laughs> over on the right side is the pyloric region, where your pyloric valve is, it goes into your small intestine. So what happens when you eat food, it goes into the cardiac region and the enzymes in food um, um, commence disintegrating and dissolving the food stuff and then it goes down into the fundic region. It's about 15 to 20 minutes. It gets into the fundic region where an elaborate chem analysis takes place and the right amount of acid and pancreatic enzymes are pumped in there to finish the disintegration dissolving process. And then it, as it moves across towards the fundic region, it's converted into chyme by chymotrypsin, trypsin, pepsin, et cetera. And then it, bile is secreted as it goes into the pyloric valve. And, and that's what's supposed to happen. But we cook food, we kill enzymes in food, and nothing happens in the cardiac region, also known as the food enzyme stomach. And it goes down to the fundic region, and what you get is kind of like uh, Macaulay Culkin on Home Alone, where he grabs his face with his mouth wide open in shock because now your pancreas has to carry the entire burden of disintegrating and dissolving the food. And your pancreas is normally about the size of your salivary glands. But what happens is something called organomegaly. The pancreas gets overworked. It swells. It gets, it gets enlarged. It's working ex just exhaustively hard and difficult to take enzymes into the digestive system and the body has to produce a lot of acid. And what happens is the pancreas gets really tired and it runs out of the ability to make all the enzymes. And so the body produces more acid late in the process. And that's what causes acid indigestion, heartburn, GERD, reflux, et cetera. We're making too much acid too late in the process and food is not getting effectively disintegrated. And as I said earlier, proteins putrefy, fats go rancid and carbs ferment. Oh my gosh, wait a minute, I want to write that down. Say that one more time. <laughs> which which part? That something goes rancid and... Yeah, yeah, fats go rancid because they, they're not completely digested. They uh -huh. go into, into the small intestine through the pyloric valve undigested. And you get undigested proteins. Remember, all inflammation is undigested proteins. You get undigested proteins and then the proteins putrefy. The fats go rancid and the carbs ferment. Hmm. And that creates digestive misery so so okay <clears throat> i'm thinking of somebody i know and they rarely will eat you know dark green salads you know all the healthy raw foods they're always eating you know whatever pizza or a burger uh, you know cooked food cooked meat they're setting themselves up for what you just described right disaster disaster and, and they're always po this person's always popping um tums because he gets Acid. Oh my gracious goodness, that's a nightmare. Because now, because now you're neutralizing whatever hope your digestive, your stomach had of disintegrating and dissolving the food by producing excess acid. Because you can't make the enzymes, you're now 
neutralizing the acid. So now you're really getting undigested food into your stomach, into your intestine and, and, and undigested proteins into the blood. And that's the real cause of allergies and, you know, these, these highly reactive, um, you know, dairy allergies, peanut allergies, gluten allergies, because all undigested protein. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I hope so many people listen to this, Bill. <laughs> so, okay, so the enzyme, so the, you're, you're, the product is called Enzorb, and you take right. it at nighttime. Why, why do you recommend, again, taking the enzymes when you go to bed? What, what, what's the significance of that? All right, so the time of day that your immune system is most active in repairing and recuperating and regenerating the tissues of your body and protecting you from bad guys is when you sleep. And your macrophages, the big eater, macrophage means big eater, white blood cells are the largest carrier vehicles of enzymes in the body. So take your Enzorb, which is, and by the way, these enzymes look like enzymes, and here's the key, the catch word is look like enzymes that would be in a digestive enzyme formula, amylase, lipase, protease, alpha-galactosidase, and glucoamylase. People see those routinely, but these are engineered to be activated in a pH between 6 and 8.5. That's not the stomach. These are designed to be activated in the tissues of the body, in the blood. So um, you take it at night to really replenish the depleted enzyme reserve and boost metabolism. By the way, the largest blood supply in the body is dedicated to your digestive system. Interesting. So it mm -hmm. does support digestion, but from the inside out, not from the outside in. I see. All right, we have run out of time with Bill Downs, and as you can tell, Bill has so much information to share. We're going to be having Bill back. Uh, we're going to be talking about a couple different other uh, products such as Brain Reward and a few others and, and the science behind all this. Uh, I, I just, I don't, we don't have time to share some of the stories, but just fascinating stories of, of once you give the body what it needs, how it begins to repair itself. So it's true. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so I, 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 I'm, I'm, Bill, thank you, you know, for being on the show today. We definitely want to have you back. Um, give us uh, one last word. If you, if you had just uh, 15 seconds, what do you want to tell America? Tell them now, Bill. You have to supplement. Unless you're living in the Garden of Eden, you can't get all the nutrition your body requires. We have Maserati bodies that have been fed lawnmower fuel far too long, and we need to reverse that. So love there. your body and take good care of it. There we go. All right. Well, you heard it on What If We've Been Wrong, and I encourage you to uh, go on to uh, you know Android, Apple, uh, and check out our media player. Uh, we're out there, folks, 24-7. You can uh, listen live, uh, America Out Loud Live. We encourage you. And also, the show that follows mine is called The Trump Chronicles. Uh, with Ray. So I really encourage you to stay tuned into that at two o'clock this afternoon. Thank you and God bless.